0: And Evans on Denver's sports station 1043 the fan before we bring Kurt Warner on why don't you lay out your observation of college quarterbacks so we have it established here before we uh yeah I, I did I did fill some validation because you know I I come on this program and I tell you what I think and you're like <sighs> rolling your eyes and, you know, like with a grain of salt, if a quarterback says it, then it becomes gospel, right? you know, for you. But I was like, I've never seen so many bubble screens, so many slam passes. So the inability to eliminate part of the field, like pre and post snap and get to a secondary read, it like lock on the slot guy and in static formations, there's no movement, there's no change of personnel. I'm like watching college football and, and it's really hard to digest. And I think beyond arm talent and athletic ability, it's virtually impossible to to actually evaluate what a quarterback is and isn't. Yeah, well that sounds good, but you're a fat offensive lineman. I need, I need to hear from a quarterback. Let's bring in uh, Kurt Warner as he joins us now. Good morning, Kurt.
1: Good morning, you want the gospel? I got it for you. No, yeah. I'm just uh, I'm playing. Uh, but yeah, everything Mark was saying is exactly how I feel when you start to evaluate these guys. The first thing I always like to say, too, is that and you know, everybody that's made the jump from college to pro understands that none of these guys are going to be able to do what they did in college um, when they get to the NFL. They're all going to have to be better. And so that's the first part of the, the projection that's so hard is that it's not only, okay, i got to see what I did in college, but you've got to be better than that in the NFL, and none of us know who's going to be able to make that jump to the next step. But then beyond that, it, it is—it's so much about the offenses and the lack of what they're giving quarterbacks and challenging them to do. It's so much. Hey, pick a side, pick a guy. If he's not there, run around and create, which is not going to be able to happen at the next level. And so, you know, it's—it's it's really tough as I start these guys down for people and you say that they don't fully understand what that means and so uh, I've kind of got into a series so my son plays college football I'm obviously biased uh, towards my son as we we all are but I think he processes information better than anybody at the college level so I did a tape on him to kind of start this thing out like I want to show you how I look at the game and what I want to see from a processing standpoint and then I'm going to start to break down these top six guys, maybe more if I can get to it time-wise. But, you know, I I went and kind of did my my, my thing yesterday on Caleb Williams and on Drake May, and it's so hard when you look at the schemes that they're running to know – can these guys process information? Can they get from one to two to three? Can they make pre-snap determinations as opposed to just pick a side and try to try to find the open guy? So, it, it, to me, it's it's a really, really tough thing to do.
0: Yeah, you know, for me, when I watch a guy get through a progression, I watch guys who eliminate the front side of the progression like almost pre-snap. They're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like the leverage. And, you know, we marvel at a guy that gets back to the backside to three or to four so quickly. And it's really because your ability to recognize frontside leverage and things of that nature and to be able to eliminate that post snap instantly and get to where you want to go. And that's the thing that you just don't see. Like, I'm going to hold on the front side until my guy, you know, beats inside leverage on a slant and I'm just going to continue to hold it and hold it and hold it, I, I just think it's really hard. How difficult of that transition for you? Because I know you went from, what, Northern Iowa to the Barnstormers to you know all the things that you did and then became a Hall of Fame quarterback. What was that transition like for you from college to the professional game?
1: Well, and let me just say this, Mark. They don't even have plays that are dictated that way. You know, when I was watching Caleb Williams, it was almost like – we're going to run mirrored concepts on both sides. So it's not like, hey, start here or eliminate this and then get to that. It was more just, hey, pick a side. Or a lot of teams run what I call a pure progression type uh, offense now, where it means that no matter what the coverage is, we're going to start with this guy first, and then this guy second, and then this guy third. So there is no process of, oh, it's cover two. That's not a good concept. Let me get to the other side. Let me see the rotation. Let me count the numbers and where I have an advantage. So that's not even in play. With a lot of these quarterbacks and what they're, you know, what they're doing offensively. Now, let me just make one caveat before I, I get into your question mark: is that you know, Patrick Mahomes when he came out and was at Texas Tech, you know, I had a lot of the same questions with Patrick Mahomes: is that okay? I'm seeing him throw a slant into the third window, like nobody throws a slant in the third window. That's that's just a guy standing back there going, okay, I'm going to throw it to this guy no matter what, and I'm just finding a window. For him. Uh, You know, the technique. Had some technique issues that, that gave him problems in college. And then you get to the NFL, and it didn't take me long when he was there to go, okay, he has ability that I didn't see in college uh, in his ability to process and see things, you know, pre-snap and post-snap. C.J. Stroud, another one. Really good college quarterback, don't get me wrong, but they played more of a, a long game. You know, it was more drop back, pushed the ball down the field, all translatable throws. But then he gets to Houston and their offense is very much quick to intermediate throws and his ability to process and tie his eyes and feet together last year was second to none in the National Football League. And this is as a rookie, all things I couldn't see in college because they weren't asking him to do that. And so that's where it gets so hard is A, they're not asking him to do that. So it's hard to to evaluate it and B, Do they have some of these skills that we just can't see and we've got a guess off of? Back to your question on, on my transition. The one thing that I will say is no matter where I was playing, whether it was Northern Iowa or whether I played in arena football or in Europe... Uh, I played the game the same way, and it was about the things we're talking about. Processing, understanding concepts, you know, coverages, what I was seeing, who I was getting my eyes on, how to process and and get through my progressions quickly. Anticipation, letting the ball go because I was able to to get, find those defenders and lay the ball out there, which is something you don't see a lot in college. A lot of, you know, anticipatory throws, a lot of it is, oh, i got to see him come open, and then I have to rip it. How does that work in the NFL when these guys are so good? They're open for a split second. If you don't hit them, now the defender's there. And so I was at least doing that, even though you know I was doing it in different places. I was at least doing that. So when I got to the NFL and was asked to do that, it was something that I was very, very good at. Um, whereas these guys haven't been doing it as much in college. So what is that transition like? Can they do that at the next level?
0: Busy with Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. So, Kurt, then, if it... If this transition is difficult, should we be taking a closer look? Should we be more interested, intrigued in some of these young quarterbacks who came into the league, struggled, and now maybe two, three years into their career might be ready to take off? Mark is a a big proponent of Sam Darnold along those lines of thinking. How about you?
1: Well, I mean, you know, I think we see guys like a Jordan Love. You know, in college, he was kind of up and down as well. You know, when you saw him come out, he threw a lot of interceptions, made a lot of questionable decisions. You saw the talent to go with it. But, okay, how's that going to translate to the NFL? Now he gets a chance to sit for a few years behind Aaron Rodgers, and he comes in and has an unbelievable season, and then just gets better and better as he plays more. You know, Sam Darnold gets kind of thrown into the mix, and he's thrown into some tough situations, and – I never saw that from him. I've seen moments from Sam, but I've never seen consistency from Sam. Is that because he was thrown in and he's trying, you know, to swim upstream because he wasn't ready. You know, how about Justin Fields? Here's another one, which is such a tough situation because I don't think he was ready to be asked to do what Chicago wanted him to do. Yet he was still thrown in there and had to play. So now he's had different coordinators. He's had different pieces around him. He's trying to muddle through it and figure out, how do I have success at this level? And, you know, and again, depending on how you look at it, you can say he's had a level of success uh, at this level. But he hasn't shown the consistency to be able to read and play and get the ball out on time. And so now you sit here, and, and he's, whatever, four years in, um, you know, at this point, are going to be going into his fourth year, and we're sitting here going, okay, do we pay him and keep him, do we let him go, do we have any idea who he is because we threw him in and he didn't get a chance to put his best foot forward right off the bat, and we've got to make an assessment on him. So it's so different from when Mark and I were in the league where a lot of guys came in and sat for a year or two and you know, had to learn the ropes of, of the situation. You know, then we could find out what they are. So many of these guys are thrown in and thrown into bad situations and they never get a chance, I don't think, to develop and be ready, to actually, ask to play. Top three
0: quarterbacks in the league that you like to watch.
1: Oh man, I mean, Patrick's obviously number one. Mm-hmm. And again, it's to me, it's as mentally as physically. Everybody falls in love with the physical. I love the mental side of it. Um, the next guy for me would be Joe Burrow uh, again because he plays the game the way that I play the game. And so I I like to see the game from that perspective and through those eyes. I mean, I think he's as good as anybody at seeing information and processing it and getting the ball out and playing with accuracy. Um, And then, you know, just based off of last year, I couldn't wait to throw on the CJ Stroud tape. Mm -hmm. You know, his ability to connect his technique to his eyes, to see it, he was an effortless thrower. Uh, Those were the three guys that, that I look at. And again, you know, probably biased because I like to, to watch guys play the game. I love to watch Lamar. I love to watch Josh. Those kind of guys play as well. Um, but those guys, because they played the game, they played the game more similarly to how I did, so that's how I would like to watch Tate, were three guys that jumped out at me last year.
0: Do you think that you and uh, Sean Payton have a lot in common when it comes to looking at quarterbacks?
1: <laughs> uh, I, well, I mean, just knowing what he did with Drew Brees, because again, Drew Brees was probably the guy that I would like him to the way that I played uh, as much as anybody over the years. Uh, from that perspective, yeah, I think we would uh, we would see the game and understand what we're asking a quarterback to do on given plays very similarly.
0: One of my favorite guys to talk to, who has become a friend, is Mike Martz, and um, I love the way he sees football and. He's got some snark to him that I really appreciate. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's got a little of that too. A little yeah. of that too.
0: Kurt, man, it's always great catching up, buddy. Thank you so much for popping on. We appreciate you.
1: You got it. All right,
0: Kurt Warner, Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner, uh, joining us right there on the Johnson Auto. What a great story! Hotline. What a oh, crowd! The- you could make a movie out of it. Yeah, they should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up, George Payton talking at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. He just spoke recently. We'll hear from George coming up next.